Blessings, this is Pastor Larry Inclan with Living 412. We want to welcome you to this week's program and thank you for joining us as well. Today I have uh, the honor of having my wife Sarita Inclan with me. Hello, God bless you. Uh, so we want to um, sort of piggyback off of last week and continue the conversation about uh, love in action, love in action, I should say. And um, we were discussing a few different points um, from the book of Peter, Second Peter to be exact. And um, I'll read that real quick, Second Peter uh, chapter 3, and it's verse 9 that we want to start with. Uh, it says that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Yeah, that's the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Slow, slowness. slowness. Yeah, <laughs> slowness. So, <coughs> we were talking about how some of us can easily become impatient. Um, I raise my hand on that one. I'm a, I tend to be an impatient person. Me too, you're not alone. <laughs> and I think a lot of us, if we're sincere with ourselves, we can attest to that and say, yes, I've had a lot of moments of being impatient. Mm -hmm. um, we can be impatient with our kids mm -hmm. sometimes. Yep. Like, hey, you still haven't picked up your room. We could be impatient with our uh, spouses um, husbands probably can relate the wife taking too long getting ready and being late to an event. I'm sure they can understand that. Mm -hmm. um, wives can probably comprehend or agree with the husband not finishing a, a task that he started at home, mm -hmm. such as maybe fixing up the garage or working on the basement or doing the backyard, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So we easily lose our patient our patience with people but the lord is instructing us to have patience with people in general yeah. not just with our friends and family not just with our circle but with people in general and with things and with things with situations mm -hmm. um we're still trying to shake this thing off as you can probably tell in our tones uh our voice um is straining a little bit, but with the Lord's um, grace and comfort, we are still able to do this. So <clears throat> we're trying to apply patience and trying not to cough in the middle of doing this. We're trying not to sneeze if we if, if we could avoid it, right? I'm trying to be patient. So, but the ultimate goal from what I'm reading here is that he is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish. So the goal of our being patient with people is so that they can understand that it is not too late for them to come to Christ. It is, there's nothing that they have done that cannot be forgiven is what I'm understanding. He wants to bring everyone to repentance. Everyone back, you know, reconcile them back to the Father through Christ. So... This is where we have to look at the bigger picture and try to apply grace as he is clearly explaining is giving, you know, grace is being given to us. Mm -hmm. So 
if we simply take a moment, I say simply, which might not be the correct word, but if we pause, it, is, it sounds simple, but it's really not sometimes when you're in the heat of it. Um, but if you just look at the bigger, bigger picture and remind yourself, wait a minute, I need to apply patience because patience is an attribute of grace. It's, it's what we're being given. Why can I give it to someone else? And a lot of we were, we were talking about that last week, as far as like you know, um, the bigger picture. Yeah. And how this right here is another example of, of looking at the bigger picture instead of focusing on the bigger picture, should I say, like you just said, because it says there, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. That just implies that. They were waiting for a promise, and they considered God to be slow in his promises. <laughs> well, don't we often do that? We want things in our timing, not realizing that God's working on his timing. Yeah, and so here he's saying, you know, whatever you understand to be slow, no. Yeah, that's not, it's not equal to what God thinks. Yeah, it's not... It's, it, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. He's saying instead he's patient with you. There's a difference between slowness, which is the slowness that we considered. Oh, you're taking forever to do something. I remember when I was a kid, they used to always say, Sadie, you're taking forever because I was slow in doing everything. And I and I still am. The fun, That's the funny thing. I'm still very, <laughs> I'm still very slow in keeping and doing everything. But it's funny how when I was a child, slowness looked like laziness mm -hmm. and as i'm an adult slowness is actually meticulous like i was just going to use that word careful and making sure that i'm taking care of every single little detail like when you clean out the pantry yeah you're meticulous so that, and methodical of how and why you're doing the pantry yes and yes. then i like for it to be in a certain system in a certain system so that's why it's I'm faster later on. Mm -hmm. That's the funny thing. But no one sees it that way. No. no one will walk in and see the mess that I've created <laughs> when yeah. I take stuff out of the pantry. And it's like, what in the world are you doing? Because to, to everyone else, that slowness looking at me is like, I, I, I can do it faster. Here, let me show you a faster way of yeah. doing it. And I feel like that's the world that we live in. Everything has to be fast, 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 fast. And even back then, as you can see in the Bible, even for them, it was the same way. Let's get it. The, let's do this the fast way. Come on. You now let's let's take the shortcut. Let's do this. Let's do that. There's so many other things that we could be doing. There's so many other things that we could have been doing. You know, like when they complained to Moses, oh, "Why'd you take us out of? Why'd you take us out of Egypt?" We could have been getting our food right by now. We could have been eating by now. We could have been this by now. But you didn't think about the fact that you were getting beaten up and moaning and groaning to God, asking him to take you out of that situation. And now that you're out of it, you're thinking back to go back. So it's like everyone wants things done fast. He promised them the promised land, and here they are still waiting for it. For it. <coughs> and now here we see that... They're being reminded the Lord is not s slow in keeping his promises, but rather he is patient with you. And so 
I was so curious. I was like, I want to know what is what does the Bible talk about? What you know when it comes to patience? What does that mean, right? It says patience. Find? It says patience implies, and this that what I found was uh, in the Bible study Bible study tools basically, and it says um, patience implies suffering, enduring or waiting, as a determination enduring. of the will, and not simply under necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> enduring is a good word. Yes. And then yeah. in the King James Dictionary, it says, having the quality of enduring, that word again, mm-hmm. evils, enduring evils without murmuring or fretfulness, sustaining afflictions of body or mind with fortitude, calmness, imagine that, calmness, sustaining afflictions of the body or the mind with fortitude and calmness. I think God's talking to us right now <laughs> <laughs> through these last that two is, weeks. That is difficult to even imagine someone showing calmness when their body is being afflicted or their mind is being afflicted (laughs) this is the segment where we just run around the room and give god the glory and then we come back and uh, we resume the program yeah but yeah that's a hundred percent i mean i I definitely that that hit the nail on the head for me through these last two weeks that our body is just fighting you know it it gets frustrating uh and even before the program we were just discussing about what if we sleep on the couch this you know tonight because on the bed we tend to feel somewhat anxious or worse or get more aches and oddly enough when you're on the couch you seem to fall asleep quicker even though it's more uncomfortable in some cases so yeah no that's that's definitely that's definitely good i like that and 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 enduring it says there afflictions of body or mind with fortitude and calmness or christian submission to divine to the divine will and always whenever you see that divine will it's what that greater purpose that mm-hmm. greater bigger plan picture. that bigger picture that we're always talking about and i think that's what we have to remember when we're dealing with people you know this i want to circle back to yes. you know us and people because we we sometimes push people aside or um, give up on people because our way doesn't feel like it's being effective. Yes. You know, uh, they're not receiving our love or they don't understand the love that I'm giving or they're not reciprocating in the love that I'm giving. Mm-hmm. And we lose our patience. Mm-hmm. We don't endure and we give up on either a friendship or we give up on... Um, just that sisterhood or brotherhood, that that love that God wants us, that phileo love that God wants us to show to one another, um, and and we lose we lose that patience, we lose the endurance, mm-hmm. and we don't continue doing the little things that God has put in our hearts to do. Yes, how many times have we said, "I've been trying it your way and it's not working"? Yeah. Or I've reached out many times. I've done this and I've done that. And maybe what you've done is not what the person needs. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it goes unnoticed. And it doesn't. And, it, and, and even if it seems, like you said, even if it seems as though it's not what the person needs, it, you know, you're not doing it so that your eyes can see the fruits of it. You're doing it with the bigger and greater picture in mind. You're allowing 
you're being obedient to what God has asked you to do towards others. And you're putting your trust and your faith in him that what your obedience is doing, the action, the, the action and love that you are providing and or act, or should I say uh, doing, performing here on earth, what you're giving forward that you're trusting in the Lord that it's going to be effective, that it's going to work. And that you're not trusting that I'm going to see it, but that you, you God, you're doing it. And I don't have to see it. I don't have to see it working. I'm just trusting that you are depositing whatever is needed in that person. And I don't have to, you have, you sort of have to, um, uh, do that. You you have to practice that. You have to remind yourself. It's like some sort of coaching yourself through that, coaching your mind through it. Saying, remember, you know, you're showing love, you're showing patience, you're showing grace, you're showing mercy, but you don't have to see anything in return, because you're trusting in the Lord that whatever He's doing in that person, it's as exactly that He's doing it. And you're just being obedient to his will, to his plan, to his promises. And so, no matter how difficult it is, that's the reason why this verse is so key for all of us. It's that patience. We need to learn to have that patience. And it is not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. Especially when you're dealing with different characters, different um, upbringings, different cultures. Um, you're going to get different reactions from different people. Yeah. But um, Jesus gave us the examples um, of his interactions with people and how he treated each one specifically to what they needed. Um, so we've talked about the woman at the well. And after his interaction of with the woman at the well, he rejoins the disciples. And you can find it in uh, John 4. He rejoins the disciples, right? And then the, the disciples, although they were surprised that he was talking to this woman, no one dared to ask, you know, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? They didn't say anything. But instead, the woman um, ran back to town to tell the people and she started to give testimony of the Messiah. She said, come see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? And now it says that they came out of town and they made their way towards him. So this woman that had a brief interaction with the Messiah, which to other people shouldn't have happened, right? Uh, the perception or the religious mentality or the cultural barriers, it shouldn't have happened. She ran back. And she's given testimony. So now people are coming to him. And then I love this part where in 31, it says that meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. Mm -hmm. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. <coughs> That's a big question mark. That. Right. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me to and to finish his work. There it is. And that's really the key that we want to drive home today, where a lot of people might not understand what it is that, that you do as a believer. They might not 
comprehend why you're being so forgiving, why you're being so loving, why you're being uh, available, why you're um, showing grace and mercy and all of these characteristics that why we should carry. Forgiving. Yeah. And, and it's the simple reply is to, to, to be the image of Christ, mm -hmm. to be the barrier of his love, you know, the carrier and the giver of his love. Yeah. You know, we are supposed to be like uh, the Casting Crowns song says, you know, we're supposed to be the his hands and feet. Yeah. So we are here to do the work of the father just like he did. He's clearly saying, this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. And we're that. supposed to do that as well. So now when you connect these two, this little story with Second Peter, I'm like, wait a minute. So all this patience that I need to have, all this patience that I need to carry all this understanding that my timing is different from God's timing. I have to take into account with the bigger picture, like it says in John 4, that I need to do this because it is the will of God. It shouldn't be my will. It shouldn't be what I want to do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was John 4. So that is what reminds me. That back again in Second Peter 3, wow. it says that everyone, he wants to see everyone come to repentance. Everyone, not selective, not a certain specific type of group, not a specific age bracket, not a specific gender, not male or female. He's saying everyone. He's not saying a specific culture. Everyone to bring them to repentance. He doesn't want anyone to perish. So why do we become selective? We need to be able to love everyone, show grace to everyone. And then the awesome part, if you go back to John 4, he when he's telling them that they don't know anything about this food, right? And they're wondering, did someone bring him food? Right? He's telling them his food is to do the will of God. Yeah. And he wants to finish the work, right, that he was sent to do. In 35, he says, don't you have a saying? Mm -hmm. It's still four months until harvest. Again, now we're going by timing again. They have an expectation of timing. Remember, in Second Peter, we're talking about a different timing. God's timing is different from our timing, which requires patience, mm -hmm. right? Even now... The one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying one sows and another one reaps is true. Mm. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Hmm. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. We are actively reaping on the benefits of grace, of love, of forgiveness, of mercy, of a price that was paid <coughs> on the cross by Jesus Christ. And we honor him. We honor his sacrifice. We honor what he did. Right. But we have to honor him with our life. By being obedient. Absolutely. By doing the will of the father, just like he did. Absolutely. He, so that he did not do it in vain which we know he did not. We just have to act on it. Goes back to last week, act, love in action. We have to be able to say, you know what? My life has to reflect 
that of a believer. I have to show and give good testimony of not who I am, of who Jesus is in my life, of who the Father has been to me. Let me give you another example. I remember as a young man, um, no, as a young boy, mm -hmm. uh, what, maybe 10, 11 years old, playing, um, playing Little League. And I was excited for my Saturday games. I would be happy to go get dressed up, get my glove, put my cleats on, show up at the, at the field. But the most excited that I ever got was knowing that my dad was going to show up. That was my expectation, knowing that he was going to be there. Yeah. So I mentioned that because if you keep that into perspective, how a child is when you support them, when you encourage them, when you love them, when you give them, you know, what their hearts desire, when you go out of your way for them. If you've if you ha as a parent have experienced that, seeing that joy in your child or vice versa, when a parent has done that for you and you feel like, wow, look, my mother-in-law just sent us a, 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 a card in the mail. For me, that was like above and beyond what she needed to do. But it was something that God put in her heart with something really nice that she wrote inside as a, as a thank you, right? But to me, it goes a long way. Yes. That is love in action. So I mention all that because there's so many things that we take for granted um, as sons and daughters of the Most High. Oh, yes. Not realizing how many times he is there. And the same joy that I felt when my dad did show up to the games, the very few times that he did, right? When he did show up to the games... How special I felt is the way I should feel every single day acknowledging that my my father in heaven is looking after me. And that you're being a, a representative of him. And I want to hear those words. Yes. My son, my faithful son, my faithful servant in whom I am well pleased. I want to hear that. So well done, yeah. I need to live that life yes. so I can hear it. Yes. I need to give myself the opportunity to bless people and love people like the moment we had at the laundromat, right? Yeah. So um, so in, in the last couple months, our, our washing machine went out on us, right? And I've just been hesitating either to get it fixed or to get it replaced. So we went out and uh, did laundry a couple times and uh, we we had an interaction with a, with a lady where she came to us and she said, can I buy... A cup of detergent from you and and I said no I'll, I'll give you one and the funny thing is that yeah I said let me bless you it's fine the funny part is that I never buy the huge jug of Tide that I bought I always buy you know the normal size one um, which is just enough for that week but this week for some reason I bought the extra large Tide the extra large Downy I don't know why but in God's timing, maybe he already knew there was a woman that was going to need a cup of Tide, right? That's the way I see it now. I understand it. But our interaction with her, I could have had a negative attitude and said no, or I could have just taken the $2 she was offering, mm -hmm. but it would have not meant anything to her. Where instead, our, our reaction was, let us bless you with a cup. That is putting 
love into action. That is showing testimony of, hey, I don't know, you know, I don't know if the woman serves the Lord or not. It doesn't matter. The point is, we need to love them unconditionally. And in a little act like that, someone could have, uh, like her, could have gone home, maybe told her kids or told her husband, or even just remembered at night and said, hey, I did have the money, but these people still blessed me with it. Thank you, Lord. I don't know. And it's not for me to know. Like you were saying before, it's not for me to know. It's a reminder of her with the father saying, hey, you're looking out for me. And and <clears throat> you're exemplifying that, you know, or you should, you're, should I say you're reflecting that patience, the importance of that patience, which is, you know, not slow to keeping a promise or not slow to being obedient to Christ, but rather just being patient as in like, take the time, use there's different kinds of definitions for patience, but this one example of you giving that cup of detergent to that woman is that moment of patience instead of being quick in life and just, like you said, not even thinking about it and just taking the money. Instead, you thought, let me bless you. You you took the time to think about that. And, and and you may not even realize that it that split in second. that moment it was just, it was in a split second, but it was because you were, you know, practicing that patience, that patience, that 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 calmness. So this way, you have the moment, the second to spare to say, "Let me bless you." Like you said, you could have just said, "No, it's okay. Just you could have it," but let me bless you, and that made such a difference. In her demeanor, in her response. Yeah, her response was, was amazing. Like, oh my it's gosh. It's incredible because it's just a cup to anybody else. It's just a cup of detergent. But to her, her reaction, <laughs> it wasn't as, oh, it's just a cup of detergent. No, her reaction was like, oh my God, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Like, incredibly enough, it was huge for her. Mm-hmm. So... We would never have been able to enjoy that moment and reflect on that moment had we been quick. Yeah. So, you know, it's just incredible to know and incredible to witness what God can do through us when we are just simply being obedient. Mm-hmm. That's to his a key. Word. It says there in, in verse 9 instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come, come to, to repentance. repentance. So we have to keep that in mind that it's just we, everyone deserves repentance. Yep, that's right. And we have to be patient in every single moment and not be quick, not be so quick for his promises to be fulfilled, but rather just fulfill small promises mm-hmm. in our day. And give that same grace. Giving it, yes. Not wanting anyone to perish. Keeping that promise in mind. Yeah. That promise of no one will perish. Keep that in mind. Hold that great promise and make it happen with everyone. And all I can tell you is I encourage you to keep that chapter in mind. John chapter 4, verse 34. Where Jesus says, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's for all of us. Every single time that you're, gonna, you're about to do something that is very difficult, 
you're about to forgive maybe, you're about to do something and be obedient to God, and it's the hardest thing that you'll ever have to do. And maybe people will make fun of you, or maybe people, you know, all the lies of the enemy that he's going to try to distract you with. Keep that in mind, that verse in mind. John chapter 4, verse 34. My food, always tell yourself that. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Amen, amen. Um, that is great. Um, I am going to close with one little thing. Uh, it's an invitation, uh, which I don't normally do. But um, we have been studying this book uh, that I think is very life-changing uh, as a believer. And um, I want to invite you. We want to start doing kind of like a one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's in a group session or individual, but... It's a book called I Am a Church Member, and it's basically about discovering the attitude that makes a difference. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about it, uh, we would love to have you maybe on a Zoom uh, call or even just a regular phone call, whatever you feel is, uh, is good for you, and we can work around the schedule, but we want to invite you to be part of it, and I think uh, for us it's opened up a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of thoughts, uh, I have to use that word thought, on what we sometimes mistake what being a church member is. And being a church member is being part of the body, not being part of a building. So the same way we're part of a body, the body is not going to mistreat itself. The body has to take care of itself. Um, your left hand doesn't wish ill will on the, on the right hand. And same thing, the left foot wants the right foot to do well. Mm -hmm. So in the same fashion, we want to make sure that as believers, we are looking out for each other. We're being um, there for each other. So if you want to be part of this book and uh, this small discipleship that we're going to do, we invite you to reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to us at uh, facebook.com hc vineland or you can uh, send us an email at inclanministries06 at gmail.com thank you for listening to living 412 have a blessed week